a reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Christians who were gathered in Corinth. Paul writes, This is why I thought it was necessary to encourage you, uh, to encourage the brothers to go ahead and arrange in advance the generous gift that you had already promised. I want it to be a real gift from you. I don't want it to feel like you're being forced to give anything. What I mean is this. The one who sows a small number of seeds will also reap a small crop. And the one who sows a generous amount of seeds will also reap a generous crop. Everyone should give whatever they have decided in their heart. They shouldn't give with hesitation or because of pressure. For God loves a cheerful giver. God has the power to provide you with more than enough of every kind of grace. That way, you will have everything you need always and in everything to provide more than enough for every kind of good work. As it is written, He scattered everywhere. He gave to the needy. His righteousness remains forever. The one who supplies seed for planting and bread for eating will supply and multiply your seed and will increase your crop, your crop which is righteousness. You'll be made rich in every way so that you may be generous in every way. Such generosity produces thanksgiving to God through us. Your ministry of this service to God's people isn't only fully meeting their needs, but it is also multiplying into many expressions thanksgiving to God. They will give honor to God for your obedience. They will do this because this servant provides evidence of your obedience and because of your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone. They will also pray for you. And they will care deeply for you because of the outstanding grace that God has given to you. This is the word of the Lord. So we're talking through the ways that we can be of service to others. And, and we came today to everybody's favorite topic, generosity and church. Right? Everybody loves talking about money when they're in church, right? Like, so we try at Spirit of Joy to be intentionable, intentionable, intentional about talking about money and talking about generosity regularly. Uh, so that it is not a part of our stewardship campaign, but rather generosity is a part of the way that we live out our faith. Generosity is a part of the way we live out our faith. So we can start here. How many of you have ever worried about money? How many of you have ever worried about money? Fantastic. That's everybody. All right. How many of you have ever felt like you don't have enough time to do everything that you need to do? Fantastic. You are in the right place today. Here's the deal. We will always be struggling to have enough. We will always struggle to have enough time, energy, money, enthusiasm, we will always struggle to have enough. 
maybe not everybody struggles to have enough enthusiasm, but most of us struggle to have enough enthusiasm, too. And the message of the gospel, the good news of the gospel, is not about if you give, God will take care of you, right? It is not that prosperity preacher where, you know, if you give 10% to, you know, the church, which is me, then God will bless you, right? Like, that's not the gospel. The gospel is not, if you don't give, if you don't serve, God won't love you. You are loved. That's our starting place. That's where we begin the whole conversation. You are loved. Right now, no matter what else you do in your life, you are loved. Now, Here's the thing that I have learned about being loved. Maybe your experience is different. But what I've learned about being loved is that the more loving I am toward others, the more I feel loved. Yeah? You ever experienced that? So, sometimes, I know, this doesn't happen in any of your lives. But sometimes Megan and I don't get along. I know it's a shock. Right? And what I have found is that maybe we're not getting along because I don't feel like things are going the way that I think that they ought to go. And my tendency is to say, here's what I think you're doing wrong. Right? Isn't that what we normally do? If something's going wrong in our lives, we generally blame the people around us. Hmm. Do you ever feel more loved when you tell someone what they're doing wrong? Do you ever feel more loved when you tell the people in your life how the problems in your life are their fault? Uh, the more I love others, the more I feel love. If instead, I act with love. If instead, I act with generosity. And generosity is not just about money. It's about money too. But it's not just about money. Generosity is about how we treat other people. Do we treat them with peace and patience? Are we generous with our time and understanding? Are we generous with our forgiveness? Are we generous in all those things that we do? In our summer kits, there are uh, kindness bingo cards. Maybe you saw those. Uh, and perfect, come here. And I was talking with uh, Marissa the other day, and Marissa uh, did the one... Marissa. See what I do? Maya. Uh, did the one where she gave unexpected gifts to people. Yeah. Gift cards. Yeah. I want you to tell me about the Build-A-Bear one. Oh. Here. Like to the people? To the people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this up here. Um, 
Well, I went to the mall with my friend and I had a Build-A-Bear card that I hadn't used and so we went into Build-A-Bear and then there was like this, there's a family with like a kid in a stroller and like mom and dad. So I walked up to the mom and was like, excuse me, do you, do you want this card, the gift card? Because I'm not going to use it. And she was like, really? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, go ahead. And she was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And then, and then I, and then she turned to her little kid and she was like, look, happy birthday. You could thank these nice girls. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. It's your birthday. That's, yeah. And they all had nice smiles and stuff. So how did it make you feel? No, oh, it was good. It was good. It was good. It was good. Thank you. <laughs> See, here's the thing that I love. We mistake this idea that God will reward our generosity. The fact is that when we are generous, we feel better. It's not a prescription, it's a description. Right? It's not if you do good things like give somebody a gift card, God's going to reward you with something that feels great. It's that when you do something like that, it turns out you do feel great. When we show love, we feel more loved. Uh, When we show love, we feel more loved. When we do generous things, the people around us respond. And so the call for us is to open ourselves to those opportunities. Not because we feel like we have more than enough. There will never be enough. Enough is a thing that does not exist. We have what we have. Money, time, energy. What we have is what we have. There's no such thing as enough. We're always going to think that we would be happier, that it would be easier to share if we had more. Right? Like, I could do so much good if I just made a little bit more every month. We'll talk about that at budget time. Or lunchtime, too. Right? Don't don't you feel the same way that you could help so many more people if you just had a little bit more? There's never enough. What we have is what we have. What we have is what we have. What we have is what we've been entrusted with. How this week will you share the time that you have? Like, you're not going to get more time next week than you had last week, right? Like, you have what you have. I find it helpful to think about money the same way. right? You are not going to have more time next week than you had last week. But you can use that time differently, generously. So, help me out. You're smart people. What does generosity mean to you? Making others feel better. Welcoming people into your home. Showing that you care. Sharing what you have. Listening. Awareness of the opportunity that God puts in your path. I like that. So we've talked about money, we've talked about time. How about this? How many of you have decided already, a year and a half out, 
which political party you'll vote for in the 2020 presidential election. How many of you have decided? Not which one, but how many of you have decided which party you'll vote for? Fantastic. How many of you enjoy talking to people who have decided already that they're voting for the other party opposite of the one you've already decided on? Ah, fantastic. All right, so here's the thing I'm going to teach you. It's fantastic. You ready? Repeat after me. You might be right. Ah, let's try it all together. You might be right. What would happen if you engage in those conversations from that perspective, from saying, you might be right, and by corollary, I might be wrong? With a generosity of, of conversation and understanding, with a generosity of attention to things that we might not like to listen to, with a generosity of time toward people we might not like to engage in, Huh. You think that might make a difference? I wonder. So we're called to be generous. It's one of the fruit of the Spirit that we talk about in Galatians. 1 John goes further. If you ever want to look it up, it's 1 John 3, 17. In fact, somebody look that up for me. You bet one of you has their Bible on your phone, right? Who's got it? All right. Who can get there first? Yours is at the bottom of your purse. Do you have to mean it when you have to say you might be like, that's a great question. What do you think, Carol? Maybe just a little bit. Do you have to mean it when you say you might be right? Here's my first answer. Fake it till you make it. Even if you don't mean it, act like it. It's an amazing thing. When you begin to act like other people might be wrong and you might be wrong, your brain eventually will follow. Right? And so we start acting that way. Yeah. And, 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 and the way we act is often much more important than how we think. It gets easier, right? And, I mean, like, it's really easy if I think I ought to love everybody, but if I don't act like it, Whereas if I act like I ought to love everybody, even if I don't really always feel it. What do you got for me, Tyson? Oh, wait. Come here. Here. But whoever has the world's goods and sees his brother in needs and closes his heart against him, how does the love of God abide? Fantastic. So what one John says is this. Uh, Whoever has goods, money, time, freedom, attention, and sees a brother or sister in need and doesn't love that brother and sister in need, how can they also love God? 1 John is one of my favorite little books. If you ever have time, sit and read it because it doesn't pull any punches. It says this, if you can't love the person sitting next to you, the person that God has placed in front of you, if you can't be generous to that person, how can you possibly be generous to God whom you can't see? How can you possibly really love God if you don't love this person that God created and that God loves? I love that. So our invitation this week is to be generous. Generous.
to look for opportunities to express generosity of time, of understanding, and yes, of finances, of material goods. How can we, as individuals and as a community, learn to live with generosity? Not as just another thing that we do, but as a part of the way that we live. It's a part of our DNA each and every day. For God loves a cheerful giver.